Who's in the ring? Is anybody enjoying our Bible reading plan? Everybody keeping up with it all right? Anybody starting to struggle, starting to fade already? You don't have to put your hand up, but you can if you want. Tim, you're going good? Tim, Tim sent us a little fist pump in one of our chat threads on day two. He's like, when you complete day two, I think it was day two, wasn't it? And it was like, yes. And it was day three and day four. I think by day five, I was doing catch up. And uh, just because six chapters in a day, some days just, let's face it, it's not possible some days, unless you're like reading at 11.30 at night as you're getting into bed, which... I don't know about you, but when I'm getting into bed, it's because I'm ready for sleep, not for reading the Word. And uh, that's just the way it is, but I want to encourage you to stick with it. Encourage you, if you haven't started yet, it's not too late. We start, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday, looking for someone that might have looked ahead. Uh, We start the book of Exodus. And so you can jump on to, what's the Bible reading plan called? One one story that leads to Jesus. And uh, you can jump on and we are following because we started on the 1st of Feb. So if you are reading along with us, we're up to the 13th today. But I think it's day 17, I think it is, um, that we start the book of Exodus. And so I'd encourage you, if you haven't started yet, is just have a little skim through Genesis. Maybe just watch the videos. There's a video most days at the start and uh, just watch them. They go for a couple of minutes each, which give you a bit of an overview of where things are happening. And my encouragement would be start on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day it is when we start Exodus together and just right off Genesis, start an Exodus. Don't try and catch up because six a day is a lot already, right? So if you're trying to catch up all of Genesis now when we're already doing six, you've got to do, if you do an extra chapter a day, you don't catch up till like July. August, somewhere around there, so, what, great maths, thanks, 32 weeks, I'm right, aren't I, no, oh no, days, not weeks, yeah, whatever, great maths, all right, thanks, I got encouraged by my old maths teacher on Facebook the other day, so I'm just going to live in that moment and forget the heckling from the front here and uh, just keep moving on because it's good, right? Doesn't it feel good to be encouraged though? We sent uh, hopefully what was encouragement, hopefully what was encouraging, but a little encouragement to um, all the parents of kids and youth-aged kids or youth-aged youth. Um, who are upstairs at SMY at the moment, or outside of SMY. Um, but we sent a little encouragement just about a few things and just to update them on changes of year levels and those sorts of things that are happening this year. And I love it. Part of it was, you know, encourage your kids to engage in worship. And I reckon our kids were the biggest write-off they've been this year, this morning in worship. So I opened the email and I showed Emma and I said, if you need some tips, here you go. And showed her the email partway through the second song. And uh, it's like, uh, how good are kids, they? How good are families? How good is just doing life together in this place when you've got other people's kids distracting you? It's, uh, it's fun, right? 
And uh, I, yeah, just think back to the days before kids when other people's kids could give you a moment of like, seriously, just control your kid. It can't be that hard. And now it's our kids that are causing the problems. And it's like, just control your kid, Emma. And uh, it's... <laughs> so, but it's like, yeah. But it's good, right? And I love the fact that we are part of a village here that we've got people that care. We've got people that understand. We've got people that have been there, done that. They've got the prize. Their kids have left home. That's the prize, right? Looking around at the parents that their kids have left home and, uh, and they can encourage us to say, you know what, you're actually doing all right. You're actually winning. Keep going. And uh, that's always, I always find that encouraging. The advice sometimes, I'm like, really? It's like, but just uh, you're doing a great job. That's gold. Just to be encouraged to say, you know what, even when I'm feeling I'm not, to have someone say you are doing well is a good thing and say, it is good. If you are a parent of a young one, whether it's not even quite born yet, but it's coming in the next month or so, whether you've got someone, a teenager, a young adult who's about to move home, move out of home, I want to just pray for you right now. And so I'd love you to just look to God. <clears throat> Father, we just pray. Father, I pray for every parent in this auditorium, every parent listening online. Sometimes watching church at home with kids can be even hard. Well, most of the time it's harder than being in church. So God, I just pray that in this moment, Father, you'd touch each one of us. God, you'd encourage each one of us. Father, just take this moment to bless us, to encourage us. Father, I pray for every parent that as they make the decisions that they're making to grow, to develop, to disciple, to discipline their kids. Father, that we would make it not in our own strength, but in your strength. Holy Spirit, come because we need you. Holy Spirit, come. We don't want to do this alone. And so, Father, I just pray that you touch every one of our hearts, encourage every one of our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so we've been reading through the book of Genesis, as I said, and Who's in the ring? If you have read through this week, you might have worked out where we are going with our message this morning and uh, which part of the, the story we're focusing on. And if you haven't, I'll tell you in a moment. But, <clears throat> but as I was thinking about this message and just preparing for it, and I can't remember who it was, whether it was a whether it's a famous saying, I didn't actually Google it to see if it does come up somewhere, whether it's a famous saying, whether it was a, a pastor, a preacher, a leader, somebody in my past though, somewhere I've heard this is that if I'm in the ring, God isn't. Wow. If I'm in the ring, God isn't. If I'm trying to do it in my own strength, God's just kind of sitting back going, have your crack. Have your turn. When you give up, tag out and I'll step in. And uh, as I was reading through and 
once you get your head around all the different names that come out, great tip for reading some of those names is to hit the play button and listen to them because they then pronounce them and you go, oh, that's, well, I wouldn't have said it that way. And uh, I don't know whether they've got the correct thing. You would think so, but it's uh, <clears throat> once you get your head around all of them, this person, as Kirby's already said, this person had six sons plus his daughters and that, and then when he was aged 340, when he was aged... 160 when he was aged, whatever, he died. Move on to the next person. This person had da-da-da-da, and when he was that age, he died. And uh, I found reading that really encouraging. I don't know about you. I don't, this is just a little aside, and I'm getting a few weird looks now. But I actually found that really encouraging to go, you know what, don't take yourself too seriously, John. That was my encouragement. Out of reading that whole, well, there was multiple sections of Scripture where it was just talking about genealogies, talking about people's family lines, family trees. And I found myself reading it going, what is this? Asking God, what is this? And I just felt humbled, I guess, is a word that comes to mind. It was just going, you know what? Don't take yourself too seriously because the day will come, John, when you die and you'll just be that moment. And I started thinking back to when my grand died, and so my grand lived to be 105, and she died the day before her 106th birthday. And uh, there was this bit of a joke in the family at her funeral that good thing she died the day before her 106th, because if she lasted one more day, she probably would have gone another year. And uh, it was just a, you know just dealing with the emotions and whatever of that. But but I found myself thinking back and going, you know what? It was a sad day, and I was too young then to really know what was going on then. I was probably, I was in high school, I think, um, year 12. So, you know, year 12 guy, don't really get emotions that well, and so that kind of just went through to the keeper. But I do remember when my grandpa died, and that was quite emotional, and I was quite close to him, and now I think back and go, you know what, that's four years ago that he died. And I go, now there's there's not the emotion that's attached when I think about the fact that he died. It's just, well, he died, and I'm not saying that out of anything other than there'll come a time when I'll die and my kids and their kids and their kids will go, yeah, John did this, he did that, he had these kids, we're now here because of him, but he died, it's now onto us. The, the mantle's been passed on, the, the baton's changed hands. John, don't take yourself too seriously. Just get on with what you've got to do and hand the baton over. And I thought, you know, I actually found that really encouraging. And so I don't know if that now encourages you or if that just goes, John, you're messed up. Um, uh, <clears throat> either or, as long as it makes you think something, that's the reason I said it. And, uh, and so that's what I got out of all the different little bits this week. That was my little take home. John, don't take yourself too seriously. You end up just being another one of the ones. And uh, you can make a difference while you're here, then you hand it over and it's someone else's turn and say, don't think you're eating a bit, God will use someone else if you say no. And uh, that was good. But anyway, that's a little aside this morning that's taken up way too much of my time because I'm in a rambling kind of mood. But (laughs) Genesis 32, we've got this story of Jacob wrestling God at night, and uh, there's this little wrestle, this little fight 
and I think we can play it as a little fight, but I think it's actually, you know, I get in my head, not kind of MMA kind of scenes or anything, but like a proper brotherly, a proper rumble. Not just a little wrestle on the ground like sometimes the young guys do at church, but like a proper one that lasted, like a Ben Wilson kind of rumble. And uh, a decent... And I started to think about that and go, you know what, well, what is in this garden? You know, I can't think of a moment. I can't think of a time. I can't think of a story where I've gone, you know, I've real had this real clash with God where I've ended up, what I would say, wrestling with him. But there's been lots of little moments when I can relate to it because of this. And so you go back in the story and as we've read through it, we're not just taking little chunks, but as we've read through it, Jacob's had all these promises. Jacob's living in the line of Abraham who's had promises that God's going to bless the family. He's, he's living, he's had the baton passed on. And he's his moment. But we've got this, and I think this captures it for me. Genesis 31 verse 3, Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your father's, and to your relatives, and I will be with you. Jacob's just been told, by God, I will be with you. Go here, I'll be with you. All right, if that doesn't give you the confidence to go and do what you've just been told, that God, God Almighty himself has just said, go and do this, I'll be with you. What else is going to give you the confidence to go and do what God's just said? It's not like some messenger's come. It's not like it's just been some leader that's just gone, hey, yeah, go do this. You've got it. It's all yours. No, God himself has said it to Jacob. And then Genesis 32, verse 7, it says, In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and herds and camels as well. Jacob's just heard God say, go and do this, I will be with you. A couple of verses later, Jacob's freaking out because of his brother. And it goes on to say that he's freaking out and he's thinking, well, if Esau comes and Esau takes, wipes out half of them, at least they'll have this other half because they've been separated. It's kind of the divide and conquer. It's like, hang on. God's just said, I'll be with you. But Jacob's freaking out, going, oh, I've got to do this my way. I've got to do this in my own strength. And I read that verse and suddenly I'm going, oh, okay. Now I can think of lots of times I've wrestled with God. Now I can think of lots of times that, that I've had a moment with God. And so we pick up the story then in Genesis 32, 22. And that night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons uh, and crossed that night. Yeah, got up and they crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all of his possessions. And so Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. 
The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then be blessed. Uh, then he blessed him there. Just such a one of many fascinating stories that just when you dig in a little deeper, it's like messes with you. So God comes in the form of a man, wrestles with Jacob, but God can't overpower Jacob. Just think about that for a moment. The almighty, powerful God wrestling with Jacob but God can't overpower him. It doesn't say that God chose not to overpower him. God can't overpower Jacob. And so once he realises that he can't win the fight, he plays dirty and just says, oh, well, I'll mess you up. Bang, there you go. There's a little knock on the inside of the knee, knock your hip out of joint. Now you've got to limp for the rest of your life. Have fun with that. But God couldn't overpower Jacob. Just hang on. Might be why I've got bad knees. Is that what you're saying in the front row? Because I've actually have wrestled with God too many times and he's just gone, yep, this will teach you for not trusting me and doing what I said. Bang, there's one knee. Oh, there goes another. And uh, I guess if you go on that method of dislocate it six times, so is that six wrestles with God? I don't know. But... uh, But where, how does this story sit in your heart? How does this story just sit in your spirit? As, as we're working through it, as we're reading through it this morning, as you've read through it during the week. See, what I want to do this morning is not leave you with three steps, not leave you with four steps, not leave you with one step. What I want to do this morning is get you thinking about where am I in this story? What I want every person here to walk away with is the thought of who's in the ring. It's so simple. Who's in the ring? Am I trusting God with my life? Am I trusting God with the decision that I'm making today? Am I trusting God with my future? Am I trusting God? Because God said, go and be blessed. God said, go forth and make disciples. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God said, his plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. God said, be healed. God said, lots of things, lots of promises in the word, but I continue to try and do things in my own strength. But I am just like Jacob and go, you know what? I'm just going to just divide up what I've got. Put a little bit here, put a little bit there, because that way if I lose this, I'll still have that. I still just try and scheme in my head. I still try and just work it out on my own. But God, I trust you. But God, I I give you everything. God, I'm yours. Use me. God, I'm your servant. 
I laid things down on the altar before God and say, God, here it is. Here's my attitude. God, here it is. Here's my bad language. God, here it is. Here's my poor self-talk. God, here it is. Here's my thought life. God, here it is. Here's my bad language. God, here it is. Here's my thought life. God, here it is. Here's my finances. God, here it is. Here's my... And then next minute, the next day, I wake up or I lay it down and I hop in the car and then I'm trying to get around the corner and I'm sitting there and I'm so close to hitting the horn. I'm like, just go to the person in front of me, which is probably one of you. (laughs) And I'm like, seriously, that gap, I could... Drive a truck through that gap. Just get out on the road. But no, but I've just laid everything down before God. I've just said, God, use me. I've just said, God, I'm yours. God, here's my offering. God, here's my heart. God, here's all of me. Take me and use me. But get out of the way. It's like, hang on. What's going on? There's this back and forth. Who's in the ring? And it's like, we've got this, I've got this, I'm a control freak, all right? If you don't know that already, I like to be in control, okay? And I'm more than happy to say that because it's true. <laughs> and I know it. More than happy. Hate roller coaster rides, but I'll drive my own car on some back dirt road as fast as I can because I'm in control. If something happens, I'm in control. If something happens, I'll oh, nah, there's no way I'm going to roller coaster. It's like, nah, not happening. Jumping out of a perfect plane. No way. Why would you do that? Trust your life with somebody else that's got this little bit of material that's going to say, no. <laughs> no, just no. I'm a control freak. But I've got to learn. We've got to learn. But I've got to learn who's in the ring. Yeah. Am I in the ring or is God in the ring? Because if I'm in the ring fighting a fight... If I'm in the ring, constantly picking back up my finances, constantly picking back up my thought life, constantly picking back up everything that I give to God, sometimes a week later, sometimes a day later, sometimes five minutes later, sometimes before I've even got back to my seat. Who's in the ring? What am I giving to God? And pick him back up again. Because that's what got Jacob into trouble. That's what got God wrestling with Jacob. As God said, here it is. It's yours. Go and get it. I'll be with you. Go here. Do this. I'm with you. Next minute, Jacob's picked it back up. He's gone, yep, no worries, God, I'm there. And then he's picked it back up and he's trying to work it all out. He's trying to just make sure that things are going to stack up for him. He's, He's... Got to bet on each way just in case God doesn't come through. Is that your life? Because it's my life. I'm reading this and I'm going, I might not have had a wrestle with God. I'm reading this and I might not have had my brother trying to kill me. I might not have had other things happening in my life. But I've got plenty of things happening in my life. I've got a financial world that is what it is. I've got a relational world that is what it is. I've got a family that is what it is. I've got all these different areas where we talked about it. I've got a physical body that's falling apart at 15. It's like, what do you do with that? Give it to God. I told when I was 15 that I had 
the knee of a seven-year-old. It's like, good luck with that, son. It's like, have a good life. What do you do with that? Give it to God. What am I doing? What are you doing? What are we doing with our lives? I want to put a little... What's the little side note, whatever... Disclaimer on there. You give it to God, it doesn't mean you stop taking medication. You give it to God, doesn't mean you stop seeking the professional help that you need. You give it to God, doesn't mean you stop discussing it with your loved ones. You give it to God and you work through that together. It's like the, yeah, don't need to go into that, I don't think more, but, but give it to God. What I'm saying is don't go off your medication. Give it to God. Give it to God and... Use what God's given you to help it. It's not an either or, it's an and. Who's in the ring in your life this morning? Jacob couldn't help himself. John couldn't help himself. Jacob and me constantly step back in the ring. Constantly step back in and say, you know what, God, now it's my turn again. Tag out. I'm in. But I've got to get to the point where I go, you know what, God, it is yours. This is your fight. God, you've got this. And let God show off. Let God come through. Let God work what he wants to work in my life without me trying to pick it back up, without me trying to take back over. <clears throat> That's a challenge, right? That's a big challenge for a control freak like me. I don't know where you fit on the scale of control freak to John. Somewhere in there, we're all a little bit of a control freak, but not everyone's the same level as me, and I'm looking around, there's a few that are worse than me, but... <clears throat> just saying, calling it as it is. Wherever you sit on that scale, it's like, we've got to give it to God, don't we? We've got to just say, God, here it is. Another little gem that, again, I've got no idea when and where I heard it, but it's something that I have always worked on. And back in the days of MySpace, it was my little catchphrase on MySpace was aim small, achieve big. Aim small, achieve big. Don't try and just set out and say, Do you know what, I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year because that's ridiculous. Set out and say, Do you know what, I'm going to do this week. I'm going to achieve to read the six days, of, six chapters of the Bible every day this week. You know what, I'm just going to accept and I'm going to start the plan. That might be your aim small. But you do one day, and then you do two days, and you go, oh, you know what, I can actually do this. And then you do three days, and you start to feel better about yourself. You start to feel like, you know what, I can actually do this. Aim small, achieve big, pump your tyres up. Like no one else is going to do it, pump your own tyres up. Aim small, achieve big, give yourself a bit of self-talk and say, you've got this. That's what I do. It's like set out to read the whole Bible in a year. That's never going to happen for me. I can't stand reading. Aim small, achieve big. It's like I was celebrating this week that I'm still on track. It's like, how good is this? 
I'm proud of myself. I'm impressed with my. I didn't think I'd get this far through and still be, still be ticking along. It's like, aim small, achieve big. With whatever it is, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, whether it's like, pick up the phone and ring someone. It's like, I could never pick up the phone and ring someone. I would just send them a text. Then send them a slightly longer text. Then send them a question in the text which provokes an answer. (laughs) Then reply to a text. (laughs) Then talk to them face to face or then pick up the phone. Make sure you ring them when you know they're not going to be able to answer so that instead of actually talking to them, you just get to leave a voicemail. Aim small, achieve big. Like seriously, we can do that so that we build up a bit of, you know what, I actually picked up the phone and rang someone. I knew they weren't going to be able to answer, but I did it. And so then the next time, it's like, you know what, I did it last time, it wasn't that bad. This time, I might do it when I know they might answer. Who knows? Who knows where this will lead to, but let's not get back in the ring. Let God drive it. Let God fight the fight for us. Let God be the one that when God says, go and do this because you're blessed. When God says, I'll never leave you, don't sit there going, oh, I'm all alone. No, hang on, God said he would never leave you, so you can't be alone. Oh, my life is just in the pits. Hang on, no, God's life is to prosper us. Oh, I'm just sick of being hurt by everything and everyone. No, God said, your life's not to harm you. Oh, I'm just never going to get healed. No, God said, I will heal you. Get out of the ring. Stop trying to overthink it. Stop trying to do it all in my own strength and let God step in. Father, I pray for every person here this morning. God, I pray for myself. Father, that as we are reading through your word this year, as we're unpacking it in our preachers, as we're unpacking it in our connect groups, God, I pray that you would be with us. God, you'd get on us. Father, I thank you that there's so many promises in your word to encourage us. So many promises in your word that can just help us take one more step, can help us just keep going. When we think, oh, it's all too hard, no, we've got this. We've already got the victory because we're a child of God. We're heirs to the throne of the Almighty. Okay, I can take one more step. I feel like giving up. It's not worth pushing through. Hang on, God brings healing. God brings strength. God brings comfort. And so, Father, let your words speak to each one of us this year. God, let this word just sit on us and let us walk out of this place asking ourselves the question, pondering the question, meditating, on the question, who's in the ring? Am I fighting my own fight? Am I continuing to micromanage my own life? Am I continuing to control things or am I allowing God to step in? Am I allowing God to take the floor? Am I allowing God to defeat the enemy for me? Am I allowing God 
It's not being passive. It's not being weak. It's being smart. It's being strategic. So, Father, be with every one of us. Be with every one of us. Encourage every one of us. In your awesome name. Kirby said before, connect groups are happening next weekend and excited that this year we're unpacking some of this stuff together in connect groups and if this is the one that you're unpacking in your connect group, that we're working on some reflection questions together and so there's three questions here that are helpful. What's one thing you've chased after in life and how have you chased after it? Another question, is God himself already given or promised the very thing you've chased after in life? And how has God intervened in your life to help you receive his gifts? And so they're the kind of questions that we're looking forward to unpacking in our connect groups, kind of discussion starters that are just those three questions. It's like if you get through those three questions in a connect group sharing together, then good luck. But it's like there's so much in them to unpack and encourage each other and pray for each other. And so get to connect next weekend. And a lot of the uh, connect groups are Monday, Tuesday nights. And so you might do next Sunday's message instead, which will be a different theme. But it's going to be good to just unpack that and work through that together. But God bless you this morning, church. If you don't know Jesus... If he's never been in the ring fighting the fight for you, if, if you've just said, you know what, you're not even in the ring, get out of the stadium to him in the past and you need to go, no, I need God to fight the fight for. I need God to train me. I need God to, to be there with me on this journey. That'd be the best thing you can do. And say, if you're watching online this morning, there's a link there on our website that you can click and read a prayer. If you're in this building, I'd love to pray with you during this song or after this song and say, I'd love you to come forward and see me. If you've got dreams, you weren't here last week and you want us to pray for your dreams this morning as well, then come forward during or after the song as well. But otherwise, let's stand to our feet. Let's sing this song to close this morning. Have a fantastic week.